Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody's having a blessed day. It's actually really, really nice weather down here in Florida today. It may rain later, but it's uh, still hot and sunny. It's October, but it's still a great day. And uh, something I want to kind of address again here. I've been researching this a lot, and it's very troubling to me to not see any of this pretty much on the mainstream news with what happened in Denver. And I went over to a buddy's house of mine last night to help him move some furniture. And he had Fox News on. Now, I don't have cable at my house, so I never watch television, really, like actual TV. And I said, dude, I said, what's what's going on with this whole thing with this this Matt guy in Denver? He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I know we talked about it earlier. He said, yeah, we talked about it. I said, well, what's the media saying? He's like, dude, the media said anything. He said, they came out with like a 30-second news story yesterday and basically said that a security guard shot a violent protester in Denver. That was it. So you serious? He said, yeah. I said, I've been doing more research. I said, I found out more. I wanted to vet this because the news agency is now saying that they contacted basically Pinkerton Academy, which is a security contractor. Pinkerton now is being reached out to by a different news outlet, and they said, dude, we have no record of this Matt off guy basically being in Doloff being in our system we subcontracted him out to another third party contractor and now as I told you guys yesterday they're finding out that there is no licensing for security for this guy whatsoever so apparently what has happened now and this is why it's so frustrating to me NBC apparently hired this Antifa agent provocateur. This is my opinion. There's a lot of other people's opinions now after I've researched this. NBC pretty much hired this agent provocateur, this Antifa, blatant Antifa member, to go out with them as a security guard and basically start a confrontation with alleged white supremacist. And the problem was it got out of hand. This Matt guy obviously is a hothead and has way too much trigger time as far as he just thinks he's Rambo. And uh, this is very disturbing to see this happen. And the fact that when we had an incident like Kyle Rittenhouse running away from violent protesters and then falling and then getting beaten with a skateboard and then having a firearm pulled on them and defending himself while he's basically on his side and on his back with a firearm. And it was on every single mainstream media outlet for a week and a half. But this guy is basically hired by NBC to go be a provocateur under the guise of a security guard and shoot somebody point blank. Very very troubling. And what's interesting is I wanted to bring this up as well. Yesterday I told you about Kansas Democrat Barbara Boiler, who is hardcore leftist gun control pusher, and she basically said that, you know, Australia's great and they took all the guns away and we need to do that here. There's like no crime in Australia. Well, that's a complete and total lie. I wanted to address that and make sure everybody knows that crime in Australia is not completely eradicated. After they stripped every one of their firearm rights in the 90s, they didn't even have a classification for home invasions before that point in Australia. At that point, home invasions, burglaries, carjackings, everything skyrocketed and have continued to do so. And now, on top of that, 
And this is what I want to add on here. This is why I told my brother last night, we, we text, he sent me an article, and I told him, I said, this is why you never disarm. And I don't mean like, oh, you put your gun down and you go to bed. I mean, you never allow yourself to be disarmed. I don't care what happens in this country. I'm being real with you guys right now. Never allow yourself to have all of your firearms stripped from you. If you have to, have firearms in a secondary area. Have them in a safe, secure area. Have them someplace else. But never allow yourself to be disarmed because now you're seeing full-blown, tyrannical lockdowns in Australia, even when you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. They came out now and said that in Victoria, Australia, you will no longer be able to wear a bandana or a scarf or a face shield as a new mask change has started. They said the new rule is you must wear a fully fitted face mask anytime you leave your home, no matter where you live. It must cover your nose and mouth. Anything else such as face shields, bandanas, scarves, buffs, net gaiters are all considered inefficient. They said now if you do, if you leave your house without a face mask in Australia, you will be fined. Now Melbourne, Australia has taken another step further and done a full-blown regional lockdown. They're saying now that Melbourne residents who try to travel to Victoria are now going to be fined and or arrested. If you are in Victoria and you basically are serving somebody there, you now have to ask them for their ID. And if they are from Melbourne, Australia, you have to refuse them service or your business will be fined $10,000 if you serve somebody from Melbourne, Australia, because they said they are a hot spot, allegedly, even though the entire country of Australia isn't even classified as a hot spot in real numbers. And yet... They're continuing to push more and more insane lockdowns on that great country. And it's troubling to me. And this is what brings me back to what I said earlier. This is why you can never allow yourself to be disarmed. Australia was a very, very free country. I mean, they were very free. Once they allowed for themselves to be disarmed, they've had the slow noose of tyranny wrapped around their neck. And now they can't even resist in the slightest bit in that country to some of the most tyrannical lockdown measures we've seen in the entire world, and it's sad to see that happen down there, but this again is why I continue to reiterate, do not ever allow yourself to be disarmed in this country, Dad. You know, Austin, I I read an article this morning, and it said, oh, by the way, good morning, everybody, and I hope you guys are having a blessed day and here in Florida, beautiful day. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm being flippant. I'm saying that because that's what I believe. That's what I speak. That's what I want to have occur. And we have to report the news to you guys, but I've got to do it with a positive text. How should I say? I'm not going to allow this stuff to mess with my head. I'm not going to do it because I know who my creator is. And I know that I'm in covenant with the Most High God. And I know that regardless of what happens on this earthly plane that we live on, that our next existence, because we don't die. When we're born again as a Christian and we're in covenant with God, we just change energy states. We just move on. We don't ever leave you know, God's presence again once we're born again. And so all of these people that are struggling to stay alive with transhumanism and everything else, it's because they're scared to death of what's happening next. Well, guess what? My mom's gone. She was saved. My dad's gone. 
he was saved, and I get to see them all again. You know, and so I'm really excited about seeing them again. I'm not apprehensive. You know, it's appointed once to a man to die in the flesh, but the spirit never dies. You're, you are going to be with God for eternity. So that's why I try to make that a comment in most of our shows as far as at least I allude to that because if we don't have that hope and that assurance of Christ, then we got ourselves in a mess. Now, I'm going to cover some weird stuff today, so that's why I want to really start with that. By the way, here's another article. Outrageous news out of Australia. Australian family is fined $10,000 for buying vitamins and takeaway meals because they exceeded the five-kilometer barrier around their house, which is like three miles. So they went more than three miles to buy some vitamins and some takeaway meals, and they get tagged for $10,000. Well, this is what they always do, isn't it? Isn't that what IRS does? Isn't that what the tax boy does? Isn't that what sales tax does? Isn't that what all these different government agencies are designed to do to keep you locked down into submission to make sure the peasants can never, ever get past that point in their life where they want them to be a peasant? This is what tiered income tax is all about. It's all I care about. You know, I remember years ago I was on an airplane and I was coming back from Texas and I got had I sat by a by a Jezebel liberal and she told me basically after I talked her a few minutes that they should be taxing all of us like at ninety percent ninety percent now she didn't work she was on full government disability she you know she was sick with rheumatoid arthritis which was easy to fix and she didn't want to hear about that and her son basically had AIDS and he was on full government disability full bleeding heart liberal she told me she's bleeding heart liberal last of Teddy Kennedy bleeding heart liberals. And this is where we find ourselves now. We find ourselves with these incredibly high unemployment rates. We find ourselves basically being subjected to probably the worst presidential election that I've seen in my, my entire lifetime as far as the media coverage. And you say, why is that? Well, it's important to understand why. It's because of reinforcing the narrative of the all-powerful state. We've got to realize that every single year that the news media has to get more and more and more bizarre in order to provide proper entertainment for the masses. Now, what does that mean? Well, that, that's exactly what it means. It means that, you know, we have a group of people now in the United States that are continually entertained by Kim Kardashian's buttocks. We have a group of people in the United States that are continually entertained by reality TV star Donald Trump and The Apprentice, who now basically runs his little TV show out of the White House. So everything we have to do has to be an hyperbole, an extreme exaggeration of what reality is in order to keep the masses glued to the boob tube, to basically force them into that beta wave state to believe everything they hear on the TV. So when you have to tell those things that are true like what happened with this shooting in Denver you know you, you get like man was shot today in Denver by a radical Trump supporter and that's the end of it All right, that's the end of the story that's it they don't go any deeper into that That they stop and they oh wow and then they go into they put you back in your dream state and they get you back involved with the NFL or basketball or baseball or another reality thing because all of this is done to entertain to entrap your minds because they don't want you to think through anything. They don't want you to realize the exclusive unemployment rate that we really have here in the United States is is almost staggering. 
It's absolutely staggering. If you measured the unemployed as anybody over the age of 16 who is earning a living wage, that rate increases to 54.6%, and for black Americans, it's 59.2%. Now, these are insane numbers. The white true unemployment is 23.6%. Black true unemployment is 30.4%. This is not including the age of 16 and above, just officials. Official unemployment is only 7.9%. It's all a bunch of lies because they don't tell you what the real numbers are because they don't want you to know the real numbers because when you move more and more and more towards communism and more and more people begin to realize they don't have to work, that somebody else will support them, they stop working. It's simple, isn't it? If I tell you I'm going to pay you $10 an hour to dig a ditch in the hot sun here in Florida, you're going to pay $400 a week to dig a ditch, and you know, and if you work really hard, you might get a raise to $10.25 or $11.25 or whatever they're going to give you per hour, and so you're out there digging a ditch, digging a ditch, digging a ditch, and then they say to you suddenly, oh, by the way, or you can file for unemployment, and we're going to pay you $9 or $10 an hour basically to do nothing. Well, quite frankly, you're going to probably, you know, as far as my reality standpoint, pick to do nothing and do something on the side for yourself, try to earn some extra money on the side, and have the government just give you handouts. That's where we are right now, because the government is continually pumping more and more money. And the Federal Reserve, who did this to us with the IRS regulations and with the Federal Reserve Act, they know what they've done. They've enslaved us. This is exactly what happened in the Soviet Union, when nobody wanted to work anymore. And see, if you have 100 people pulling a cart... You know, it's not that bad of a deal. It's pretty easy, actually. But then, you know, all of a sudden you have 10 people in the cart and 90 people pulling it. It's still not that big of a deal. But when you pretty much, when you end up with 10 people pulling the cart and 90 people riding, it gets pretty laborsome for the 10. And finally, they realize that they're not going to get paid any more for pulling the cart than they are for riding in the cart. Now, that's communism. And all of a sudden, everybody jumps in the cart. And all of a sudden, nobody's producing food. Nobody can feed themselves. There is no capitalism. There is no multiplication of money. There is no longer the economic search, economic world engine going. And all of a sudden, you don't have any of that happening anymore. And suddenly, everybody's just riding in the cart. And suddenly, the economy and the country collapses. That's exactly what they're doing to the United States. And when they do that, anarchy begins. Fighting in the street begins. And I said this on yesterday's show, and I meant it very sincerely. The Constitution of the United States, making us a republic, only works for Christian organizations and Christian communities and Christian countries, period. That's it. Because it's too easily manipulated by the crooked and by the corrupt and by the satanic group. This is why the Kabbalists are so powerful in the United States. This is why they have so much authority, because they're willing to do anything against God's word, God's law, because they don't care about that. See, you and I as a Christian, and I have this conversation with our children all the time, we go, oh, by the way, you know, even if I don't see you, God's going to see you. And there will be an accountability sooner or later for what you're about to do. And so all of a sudden you think, wow, okay, I've got God watching. I've got Christ who died for me. You know, the Bible tells us to try to live a moral life. All right, I'm going to try to do that. And so you have the internal clock mechanism that says, you know, I'm only going to be here for a little while. I'm just passing through, and what I'm doing now is going to affect me in the next life. And you go, wow, I'm going to try to do what's right in God's eyes. They don't have that mechanism. That's why a republic won't work for these people. That's why they only want dictatorships. That's all they care about. 
because they want to tell everybody else what to do and they want to manipulate the masses they want to kill as many as they can that's what abortion is all about that and the feeding of these unseen entities whatever they are see all of us need to understand that that's why we have to return back to our Protestant Christian and even Catholic work ethic roots in the United States now the Catholic Church has gotten itself completely compromised with a bunch of pedophile priests I mean a bunch of, bunch of per perverts a bunch of weirdos and you know, and so you know, some people say we're fifty percent. In fact, I was with, I was on a show a few years ago, and I was talking to a man who was going into the priesthood, and he was a guest along with myself on this other talk show. And we started talking, and he basically said that over fifty percent of the Catholic priests are gay. And you think, well, that's awful. Well, yeah, it is awful. It's horrible, actually. And so half your leadership is going to be homosexual. What the heck is that all about? Well, that's a problem for the young boys in that church, isn't it? And that's what we've seen. So it's all these dioceses and all these churches are getting sued out of existence. That's because they left the straight and narrow way. The Bible doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, it doesn't say anywhere in the New Testament, that a priest can't be married. It doesn't say that. They choose not to be married. It doesn't say that you have to be celibate. It doesn't say that. It goes against human nature to be that way. I mean, guys who are guys who are real men, they don't want to be celibate. It's just the way it is. Because you know, we have testosterone, we've got a nucleus of Cubans, we've got all these different things that create a drive for us that we want to procreate, and we want to be with a wife. And so we need to understand that. And so we can't have an organization like this that's so corrupt with half the population of the organization gay. I was walking down a trail one time on Mount Leconte up in North Carolina in the Great Smoky National, Great Smoky National Park, and I ran into two priests. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. I really did. I ran into two priests, and they were dressed up in hiking gear. They didn't, have, they didn't have their robes on, and both of them had just gotten out of the seminary. And they were both going into their parishes or wherever they were going, and they were getting their assignments. And I said to them, I said, what are you guys doing about this whole problem that you guys have with pedophilia in the Catholic Church? And boy, they said, well, that is a problem. I said, well, why is that not being addressed publicly with you guys? Why are you guys not talking about it internally well it's something we don't like to talk about i'm like well if you don't talk about it it's not going to go away so i had a very interesting conversation with these guys but the reality is you can't pretend like something doesn't exist it's going to go away you can't do that now to change topics yesterday i made a comment i'm going to tie into it today i had several people contact me in fact i actually called one of our listeners back yesterday and and you know here's the thing you know let's take a look at ufos for one second you know i was talking to chuck missler one time we're having lunch together over at Southeastern University. He was speaking there. He's dead now, and he's with the good Lord in heaven. Chuck was a good man, brilliant man. And I was asking him about spaceships, and I was asking him about aliens, and I was asking him about UFOs. And I said to him, I said, you know, why in the world you know, are we seeing all of these spaceships? I mean, what, what's going on with these, you know, these unidentified flying objects that we have in the ionosphere? And he goes, well, they're, they're containing entities, and aliens or fallen angels or demons or whatever you want to call them. He said, there's something from another planet. They're not from here. And I said, well, why are they running around in a spaceship? He goes, well, why do you think you could tell them what they're supposed to travel in? I said, whoa, never thought about that. And so here's the thing. You know, we have a God who created the heavens and the earth. Now, God doesn't have to clear with us what he does. In other words, he doesn't have to come down here and say, hey, Joe, do you think it's okay if I do such and such? He even addresses this with the potter and the clay in the Bible in a, in a parable. You know, well, what does the clay have to say to the potter? What can you tell me? What? It, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So God does whatever God wants to do. Now, 
Someone asked me yesterday, and they made a comment, do you really believe that there are other civilizations? I said something about this yesterday. Well, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen them. But is it possible that God could have created other organizations or other civilizations or other groups of people or whatever? The answer is absolutely yes. We can't put a limit on what God can and can't do. We can't say the only people he ever created are humans. Now, I believe that humans are the only group of people he ever created in his image. I do believe that. And I also believe there's all kinds of fallen angels and demons and all kinds of other stuff. You know, Russ Dizdar says there's like six different types of angels alone, and they're all different. So we have to take a look at what's going on interdimensionally and from a cosmic standpoint. We've got to see and understand that we're not alone in the universe. The Bible tells us that. But we can't say, well, God can only do this and God can only do that and get freaked out by it. We can't do that. So if they finally come out and give us disclosure and say, oh, we have these other things here, don't allow it to mess with your head. You heard it first here. <laughs> Actually, you heard it first in the Bible. It talks about it in the Bible, in the, in the Old Testament. And it also talks about, you know, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these things in the heavenlies. It says this. So don't allow that to mess with you. It doesn't change the gospel message one bit. For God so loved the world, the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, have eternal life. So understand that. In fact, Harry Reid, who I don't really care for, and Podesta always said some of this stuff too, uh, Harry Reid just came out and said, most of the UFO evidence hasn't been seen the light of day. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid said, the government is, discover is covering up huge amounts of evidence of unexplained encounters. So he's basically giving you a soft disclosure right here. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid made the claim in the documentary, The Phenomenon, which examines the history of the UFO sightings in the United States. Why the federal government all of these years has covered it up and put brake pads on everything and stopped it, I think it's very, very bad for our country, he said. When asked if he's saying there's still evidence that hasn't been publicly disclosed, he said, I'm saying that most of the light of evidence has not seen the light of day. Since leaving the office in 2017, he's become increasingly outspoken about UFOs. Following the release of the videos taken by the pilots that show unexplained aerial phenomena in April, Reed wrote, the American people deserve to be informed. Now, there was a guy who was on a TV show. His name's Fred Bell. And, and Fred basically was on with Jesse Ventura when he did the conspiracy theory show 10, 15 years ago. And he was talking about weapons, satellite-based weapons systems. And I really listened to this show. Now, Jesse Ventura really really soiled himself with this show when he threw David Icke under the bus. He really did. David Icke didn't do anything wrong to Jesse, and Jesse came across like a bully, and I lost all respect for Jesse Ventura after this, after he did this, because he still owes David Icke an apology for the way he acted towards David Icke. But what he did was he Jesse was interviewing Fred Bell about Star Wars and space-based weapon systems. And Fred Bell said, yes, we have advanced space weapon systems that were built under Reagan's Star Wars agenda. He goes, and I helped build them. I'm one of the rocket scientists that decided to develop the technology from Tesla. And he goes, oh, wow. He goes, well, can you wipe out a building or take down a building? He goes, you can take down entire continents with these systems. So when you hear these things, oh, there's a new rocket that goes 6,500 miles an hour. It's nonsense. We're so far beyond that. We're, we literally, and I can say this, and, I, and I'm, just, I'm just projecting, we're probably a thousand years ahead on technology that they're telling us we have. It's that far out there. I mean, think about it for a second. They want to chip me and you and be able to program our brains via radio waves. That's how far advanced it is. They're just not telling us because they don't want to scare us 
because this alien presence, they're afraid if they tell us about it, that the very fabric of our society, basically, which is Christianity, is going to come, come apart. That's what they told us back in the 50s. They were scared to tell us and have a disclosure about this stuff. Now, I'm going to read you part one of Fred's books. Now, I'm not going to give you the name of the book, but, I, but it's, this is on UFO and environmental stuff that's going on. Fred, the reason I read his stuff is, number one, he was very credible. Number two, he's very smart. And number three, before the show with Jesse Ventura even aired, Fred Bell was dead. Yeah, he was dead. And uh, you know, and they really, some of his family members still believe he was killed because he disclosed stuff he wasn't supposed to talk about. So that's why I give this guy a little bit of credibility, but he has this thing heavily referenced. I'm going to read you one of the paragraphs. By 1955, it became obvious that the aliens had deceived Eisenhower and broken the treaty with humans. They had muted, they were mutilating humans and mutilating animals were found all over the United States. This is the cattle mutilation we've all read about. The last mutilated humans that I know of were found in 1979. Mutilated animals continue to be discovered today. It was believed that the aliens, whatever you want them to be, by the way, I'm not going to tell you what they are or aren't, were not submitting a complete list of human contacts and abductees to MJ-12 and that all the abductees had not been returned. The aliens were suspected of interacting with the Soviet Union, manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, religion, and other ways. After several Air Force combat aerial engagements with alien aircraft, it also became apparent that our weapons were no match against them. As a matter of fact, in one encounter, a pilot went after an alien ship. The alien ship shot a beam at him. And the pilot was suddenly suspended in space with no airplane around him. Two pilots experienced this. The first one got killed, but the second survived to tell a story. Apparently, he must have used a parachute. So take what you want to take out of that whole little paragraph. But we have to understand that these entities that are out there, we don't know what the heck they are. But don't allow these things to affect you as far as from a faith standpoint. We don't have to. God doesn't need clearance from us to determine what he's going to make. He created you and me. Now, another thing, this is gross experimentation by the alien presence. One of the major findings was the aliens were using humans and animals for a source of glandular secretions, enzymes, hormonal secretions, blood, and horrible genetic experiments. The aliens, aliens explained these actions as necessary to their survival. They say that their genetic structure had deteriorated and they were no longer able to reproduce. Then they were unable to, they were, they were unable to improve their genetic structure. Their race would soon cease to exist. Now, these are the things that we have that are written about who and what these things are. And then they finally realize, but with the Jason scholars, and I've talked to you about this several times, that there are several things that they wanted us to do because the government was starting to panic because of what was happening with the aliens and projected nuclear holocaust. So they decided they were going to make a nuclear device to blast holes in the stratosphere to allow excess heat and pollution to escape into space. Now, they thought, and they weren't sure that they would destroy the entire planet if they did this, but they did it anyhow. This thought I mentioned, detonate a hydrogen bomb in the, in the stratosphere. Alternative two was build a vast network of underground cities and tunnels so we could all run underground if something happened. Number three was to exploit the alien and conventional technology in order to establish colonies in outer space. What? Yeah, that's how, that's how extensive this technology is, guys. So I tell you, people say, you think that Apollo went to the moon? I'm like... I believe we've been to the moon. And they say, well, Ted, you didn't answer the question. Do you think Apollo went to the moon? And my response is always the same. I believe we are to go to the moon. I believe we've been to the moon. I believe we continue to go to the moon right now. I believe we have the technology for that. Well, do you think Apollo was staged? Well, yeah, actually I do. There's too much. I have a good friend of mine. His name is Lee Shu. And he was a, basically an electrical engineer for NASA. And I've known Lee for 30 years. And Lee 
worked at the Cape back in the 60s as an electrical engineer when they were letting the ships go into outer space, supposedly the Saturn rockets. And Lee told me that they didn't go to the moon. He said the telemetry was the telemetry was shifted to south of the equator out of Australia, and the, they stayed in a Earth orbit for the time they were supposed to be gone, and everything as far as the moon landing was staged because Nixon was scared to death because he was such a little creep that if we sent people or tried to send people to the moon and they died, it would unbelievably destroy the fabric of our society of Western civilization and prove the Russians were superior to us. And so it was a Cold War scam is what it was. But do you believe we've been to the moon, Ted? Yes, I believe we've been to the moon. I don't believe we did it with Apollo. And I was at the Cape in 1969 when the Apollo rocket went up. I was there camping at a campground on the other side of the Banana River. I was there. I was 10 miles away. And I saw the rocket go up. But I believe Lee Shu because he was there. So all of this stuff. Now, would it, let me ask you guys a question. Would it surprise you that the government lied about that? Look at the Bay of Tonka. Look at the look at what Roosevelt did to force the Japanese to attack the United States and get us into World War II. Look at the CIA slinging all the dope out of Southeast Asia and putting 50 kilos of heroin into the body bags of the veterans or the, or the, or the soldiers that were killed. Look at what happened with SEAL Team 6. Suddenly, suddenly they were killed. I believe they were murdered. Look at all of the stuff that we've been told is nothing but a lie. Would it surprise you that they lied about going to the moon with Apollo. It wouldn't surprise me because they had to have a show. They had to have a reality TV show of going to the moon so that people would be fixed. So they wouldn't be thinking about all the dope we were slinging out of Southeast Asia or what the CIA was doing or the Kennedy assassination. All of this stuff was done basically as obfuscation by that unbelievable career criminal corrupted Richard Nixon who was basically put in the position of power by the very Kabbalists who run the planet. And then finally, they wanted to be. They wanted. To, they wanted to include all all of these different scenarios. They wanted to include birth control, sterilization, and the introduction of deadly microbes to control the, and slow the growth of Earth's population. And then he goes on to say, Fred says that AIDS and Ebola were only one of these plans. So there. So if I didn't rock everybody's little world enough yesterday. I thought I'd rock a little bit right now with those little comments that I just made. So don't be surprised if we have full disclosure that we're not alone in the universe. God already told us we weren't alone in the universe. I don't know how many other species there were. I said this yesterday. When Lucifer fell from heaven and they got this big war, he took a third of his angels with him, how do we know how many other civilizations that were created, but not in God's image, around the cosmos, that he's already invaded with an AI chip with a D-wave interdimensional computer which knows no time and distance, is able to control these different civilizations by making all of their thought evil all the time to feed these demons. How many other worlds has he done this to? How many worlds has he destroyed? I don't know. The Bible doesn't go into those details. All I know is this. To think that we're the only people on this in this universe is, is kind of like you know telling God he can only do what he said he was going to do in the Bible and he can't have another book for another civilization he can do that. He can do anything he wants to do. Now, he's bound by the word that he's given us here on this planet. He is, by the by his Bible. But that doesn't mean we can tie his hands. So this has been one of those really weird shows today on this, because I want to cover this. Because the more you read and the more you dig into this stuff, the weirder it gets. That's why I say, keep your hearts and your minds focused on Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of, his name, of, 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 of the faith. 
I mean, he's the Lamb of God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Counselor. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. He's the Deliverer. He's the Messiah. He's the Way. He's Lord God Almighty. He's God of all. He's the resurrection of the life, and he's the King of kings. He is the Son of God. And God so loved this planet, this planet, that he gave his only begotten Son for us. Now, that's how you got to look at this whole thing, as far as I'm concerned. Because, guys, don't let them blindside you with Operation Bluebeam. Don't let them do that. You know, Verna Von Braun talked about that. How they're going to come in with this fake alien invasion and try to coalesce the whole countries of the world to basically fight the aliens. No, it's, 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 everything's manipulated on this planet. Pretty much everything they've ever told us is a lie. That's why you've got to stand on the word of God and stand on your own faith and realize that God will give you the faith that you need to maintain your life, your relationship with him, all the days of your life. But you've got to believe in Jesus. I had a show I did a few years ago and not been asked to go back on that show. And she basically said, well, you don't mean this. the only way to basically get saved is Jesus. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I don't believe that. I don't care if you believe it or not. That's what I believe. And I've listened to that same lady. I got a video from her the other day. Said that was sent to me by another person who knows her. And the lady said, basically, she was talking to this person who was a Satanist. She'd come out of the Satan church. And she was, well, I don't believe that all Satanists are bad. That's what the lady says. I think that they do some good. And I'm, and I'm like, no, they don't. They don't do any good. See, and so the problem is, is that when you get interviewed, look at Joel Olstein, the way he capitulated a few years ago when Larry King was asking about Christ. You can't do that. You say, well, you could build a bigger audience if you throw a bigger net and you accept more people into your belief structure if you just tell them it's all going to be okay and you only preach the goodness of God and you never preach about anything else. I, I don't care. I'm going to preach the word and I'm going to preach it in its entirety. There is only one way to get saved, and that's through Jesus Christ. You say, well, that sounds like you're some kind of religious zealot. Well, I am a religious zealot. If you had seen what God did in my life and how I was changed after I became a Christian, you would understand that. Guys, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Not through Muhammad. Not through Buddha. Not through some weird Hindu god with a bunch of arms, a bunch of weirdo stuff. Not through some ridiculous sex cult like Jeffrey Epstein was in with Kabbalah. That's all nonsense. We can do all things through Christ. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's absolutely well said. Also, too, other news as far as some stuff that I've been researching more. I told you guys yesterday I've been digging more and more into what has been going on with this Operation Warp Speed and this Advanced Technology International, this ATI, this company that got the huge bulk of the money as a independent contractor military contractor essentially that the US has been funneling money to for these vaccines and the more I keep digging in this I told you guys yesterday so I'm not going to rehash what I said yesterday but I found out some more stuff that's even stranger is that the ATI the main agency the main contractor that's basically giving money to these vaccine companies so that there's no disclosure. They, there's no Freedom of Information Act allowed because these are private deals. This is not a government deal any longer. This is, this is a brilliant strategy from the shady boys in the deep state to keep this stuff covered. But we found out now that ATI also manages two other firms that relate to healthcare, one of them being MTech. MTech operates on behalf of the U.S. Army's Medical Research and Development Command and aims to accelerate the development 
of revolutionary medical solutions, which, and I quote, include gene editing, nanotechnology, telehealth solutions, artificial limbs, and brain implants. They all also currently developed a wearable device that would diagnose individuals with COVID-19 before symptoms appear. In addition to this considerable overlap between all these different companies, the vaccine companies that have been awarded these secret contracts through ATI as part of Operation Warp Speed, Sanovi, Novavax, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, are all MCDC, the same company that basically ATI manages. They're all members as well as recipients of the warp speed vaccine contracts through ATI. So this whole thing, if that makes sense, basically what that means in a nutshell is all these companies are intertwined together. They're all in bed together, and they're all funneling money back and forth. I found something out yesterday that was very, very interesting. There was a study done by Swiss Bank UBS, an accounting firm, PWC, now, if everybody has probably paid attention, you've realized that the net worth of all these banker boy billionaires has exceeded growth unlike anything we've ever seen in recent history. And we know this because we've watched the growth of the stock market artificially through the Fed dumping trillions of dollars back into it and the stimulus bill. And here's what's funny. You know, there's roughly just a hair over 2,000 billionaires in the entire world. That's it. The Billionaire Boys Club, little over 2,000, entire world, okay? Well, this study that was done by the Swiss bank, essentially they, they head up Joseph Stadler, who's head of USB's ultra-high net worth department. So the study by the Swiss bank UBS, an accounting firm PwC, found that at the start of April 2020 this year, April 2020 this year, global billionaire wealth stood right at $8 trillion dollars. So all the billionaires in the world, you know, the 2,000 of them, their combined net worth was roughly $8 trillion, okay? Now, follow me here for a second. According to the research that Joseph Stadler released, their wealth grew by 27% at the height of the crisis. From April 2020 to July 31st, 2020, they now have reached a combined total net worth of $10.2 trillion. He goes on to say the billionaires mostly benefit by betting on the recovery of the global stock market. That's pretty easy math if you keep the zeros off of it. But what's 8 minus 10 plus 2? That comes out to 2.2, doesn't it? $8 trillion in April, global net worth of the billionaires, to now their net worth is 10.2 happens to just come out to $2.2 trillion. Now, what's also funny, what also do you remember hearing was $2.2 trillion back in April? Oh, that's right, the giant stimulus bill that we all basically sold our freedom for a, you know, a bowl of porridge for $1,200. These guys have literally funneled all the money from the Fed that's been dumping into the stock market and dumped it right into their bank account. Stadler explained that the super rich bought more company shares when equity markets around the world were he said, had a significant risk appetite and were confident to gamble some of their considerable fortunes, increasing their net worth significantly over the past few months. 
This is why I've kept telling everybody the banks are the biggest risk to our freedom. These guys literally turned around, started the pandemic, scared everybody intentionally, forced lockdowns, then gave themselves trillions of dollars. They did it. I mean, they did it right in front of us, and hardly anybody even realizes it happened. But it did. And now you have this push for this microchipping, all this stuff. Now, if you guys saw the company called Citrix put out a tweet the other day that was rather disturbing, and Zero Hedge talked about it, but just this week now, Microsoft has announced that they will let employees work from home permanently. Follow me here for a second. Microsoft first said you can come back to work voluntarily. Then they said they weren't going to open at least until January 2021. Now they're saying they'll let you stay at home permanently if you want. Citrix, who is a partner of Microsoft, is a company like Zoom you know, basically the telecom world. And they focused on remote work. The company is about a $3 billion company. Now, Citrix made an interesting statement. They came out the other day and basically said that, let me pull it up here. I'm going to quote these guys because it was very disturbing on what they put out. They said that two-thirds of employees believe that in 2035, humans with chips implanted in their body will have an unfair advantage in the labor market, according to Citrix survey. They're blatantly coming out now and saying that 48% of professionals also would be willing to have a chip implanted in their body if it would significantly improve their performance. American multinational software company Citrix is basically telling everybody, if you don't get a chip by 2035, you're pretty much going to be jobless because AI and robots are going to be taking over the scene. This is what they're coming out with now. This is crazy to watch this happen in our time, but this is why I've encouraged everybody, make sure you continue to get this truth out there about what's happening and stand by your convictions on everything because they're getting this ready to roll out. This, this was the big rollout, guys. They, they, there is no more in-game. This is their in-game with this. The COVID was designed specifically to roll in to this new world order over the next decade. And it's going to be a slow plan. To be honest with you, they're still, they still have up to 2020, 30. They've already said that. The 2030 is basically their main goal where they want to start having all this stuff fully implemented. But that means that we have now a very significant portion of time, another decade right now, that we have to basically stand our ground on this and say, no, we're not going to be disarmed. We're not going to capitulate. We're not going to be vaccinated. We're not going to be chipped. And we sure as heck are not going to basically fall in line and wear a mask as part of your sadistic ritual that you want everybody to do by covering their face. It was interesting. I had a customer email me yesterday, and she said, hey, you guys, you know, you said that no, they've never had a mask mandate before in the country, but they did actually have one in 1918 during the Spanish flu. She sent me a link, and I want to clarify this. In 1918 during the Spanish flu, they, you know, hygiene, vitamins, all that stuff back then was not nearly as advanced as it is now. And so the Spanish flu ravished a significant portion of the population. Now, the mask, what happened was out in California, primarily out in California, Seattle, mainly San Francisco, some of the main cities. This is not national. This is not all across the country. This is mainly stuck in major cities. 
they thought that if they started putting masks on their face, it may protect them from the Spanish flu. And it was primarily done with the medical community, and a lot of the elected officials would actually get photo ops with masks on and tell everybody you need to wear a mask, and law enforcement had to wear masks and so forth. There was huge backlash to this because people did not want to wear a mask. They said it was hot, it was stifling, it did not work, and it was basically very uncomfortable. And there was this big just revolt about it in San Francisco that nobody wanted to comply. Even elected officials were caught in numerous instances going around without masks, and they tried to force it on them. It did not go well at all. It was pretty much an abysmal failure. And they tried to use it under the guise of you're wearing your mask as a duty because it's World War II, and these boys are over there fighting a war for you, and you need to do it as your civic responsibility. After the war ended, people were like, this is idiotic. We're not going to walk around with cheesecloth over our face any longer, and they stopped doing it. So, yes, they did try to mandate it in numerous cities, primarily San Francisco, and it was an epic failure. There was a huge amount of resistance to it, and hardly anybody wanted to comply. But it was not anywhere near what we've seen now on a national scale, where you have states all across the country that are going out and trying to fine people for not wearing a face diaper. This is what you have to realize, and this is something that basically I saw uh, Brad sent this to me, and a lot of people have failed to basically bring this up because it doesn't fit the narrative. But if you look at the CDC's own report, they blatantly said the reported use, they were going through the mortality weekly report, and it was underlined as the reported use of cloth face covering masks 14 days before illness onset. So then they had never, rarely, sometimes, often, always. Well, always, always wore a mask, there were 106 deaths. 106. Then you go all the way down to never or rarely, there were six. Okay, so that shows you right there that the entire aspect of the mask is not that effective whatsoever. Now, of course, people will say, all right, well, listen, it's because majority of people are wearing masks, so you're going to have a higher number, even if you didn't try to take into that account. There's going to be more people that died from this, even if they wore a mask, because everybody's wearing a mask. Now, that may be true to an extent, but again, to show you that the mask coverings did absolutely nothing for any type of protection with the mortality rate for people that wore them. So I wanted to clarify that again, because the more I keep going out, and granted, I'm happy I'm in Florida, but there's a lot of people here that are still running around like doofuses. I mean, driving in cars still with masks, going into stores with masks. It's time that America stop submitting to a new world order because I'm telling you right now, this was one big, giant social experiment to see how far they could pull a psych op on us and to see how compliant we were going to be. So again, stand your ground. Continue to speak your mind about this stuff. If you do not want to wear a mask, do not wear a mask. Say, I have a medical exemption. But stop complying with this and calling out, complaining about what's going on, but continuing to compl comply. I'm getting tired of hearing that. I hear people, well, this is going on. This is going on. I'm sick of this. And they turn right around. They walk outside. And they put a mask on. They go get in their car. And I'm like, do you even realize what you just did? You're so trained already, you don't even realize you're doing it. You're putting a mask on immediately because you're trained to do so. Do not be a sheep. Do not be a peasant. Know your worth and know your rights. Almost all of this stuff has massively overstepped the Constitution, and that was the point, to see how far they could get it to go and how compliant people would be there.
You know, Austin, you're absolutely right. In fact, the corona scandals, what this is turning into, is the biggest fraud in, you know, in humankind's history. And it's basically getting, a, getting the exclamation point because of the, with you, with the use of the mask. Because they've got to continue to basically support their narrative. Uh, your brother, Harrison, who basically was in his second year of law school, he wrote an article yesterday about this. He, we posted it on the website, and I'll read you the first paragraph. The present corona crisis must be renamed to the corona scandal, and those responsible for this lie must be criminally prosecuted and sued for civil liability damages. Likewise, humanity must create safeguards to ensure no person will ever be in a position of power to defraud or manipulate humankind again. For these reasons, an international team of lawyers is arguing the most significant tort case ever, the corona fraud scandal. These crimes against humanity were first defined during the Nuremberg trials after World War II, when the world community served justice to the Third Reich war criminals. Today, crimes against humanity are regulated in Section 7 of the International Criminal Code. You guys can read through the rest of this because we're almost out of time on the show today, but I posted this on the website because Harris put a lot of time into this article, and I want everybody to read it. It's the Health Master's web page. is also going to be listed as a news story on today's story. Now, also, remember, back in World War One, when we had all of these troops dying and basically bringing swine flu into Europe and actually killing millions and millions of people because of flu, one of the main reasons that this was happening was because the immune systems were so impaired. When you eat pork, which is one of the primary staples in Europe and one of the primary staples in the United States, it massively decreases the body's immune system, the ability to fight off infection and disease. Pork is a poison is what it is. There's a really good article you can read. It's posted on our website. It's, called, it's from the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983, by Professor Hans Reckwig, and it's called The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. And basically, it's, and it's one of these articles that you absolutely have to read to understand how bad pig is. You think, well, you could you can make sure you cook it right, and you can make sure you keep it refrigerated, and you can make, wait a minute, stop. The reason you want to cook it right is so you can make sure there are parasites that are in it are dead. All right? So it's okay with you to eat dead cooked parasites, trachina larvae, which may or may not be dead. Ask yourself that question. If you have hamburger meat and some larva gets in it and it's full of worms, right? I'm not talking about pork, I'm talking about hamburger meat. And this stuff's been laying out too long and some mosquito or bug or whatever flies laid eggs in it and now all of a sudden it's full of larvae. Do you want to cook that meat really well done so you can go ahead and eat it with all the worms in it? No. So why would you ever eat pork? It's one of those foods you really, really need to avoid and they learned in World War One, and I guess the hard way, that pork really affected the immune system, and so many people ended up dying of this flu thing. Now, there are also a lot of people saying that there were shots and immunizations given to these troops. You know, I've read that also that may have infected them with the swine flu because they were using live virus. Duh, duh, duh. Why would you do that? And that became one of these deals where it started shedding from the troops and basically spread throughout the United States and started spreading throughout Europe. Who knows? Could have been an early form of population control. Who has no idea? By the way, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you this again. This is exclusive on Breitbart. Trump is the best president ever for the gay and lesbian community. For all you guys that you know that follow Q, and you know you guys are Christians and and you love the Lord, and you think Donald Trump is really something that's amazing. He's got 
the most pro-gay administration ever in the history of the White House, according to Breitbart. President Donald Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, and Second Lady Karen Pence called the leaders of Outspoken. Now, are you listening to that? Okay, they called these guys up. This is a group of LGBT conservatives who gathered in Nashville, Tennessee on Friday to thank them for their support. So basically, I'm going to read it again. President Donald Trump, Vice President Mike Pence, and Second Lady Karen Pence called a homosexual group in Nashville to thank them. Outspoken is a group of LGBT conservatives who support freedom and diversity of thought, tweeted a photo of members of the group receiving special phone calls from the leaders. When asked about the event, former acting director intelligence of national intelligence Richard Grinnell said, the first openly gay cabinet member in U.S. history, who he is, told Breitbart News exclusively that President Trump is the best president the gay and lesbian community has ever had. Now, mind you, here's the deal. My fight here is not against gays or lesbians. It's not. It's against the New World Order. I said that on a show the other day where some guy was trying to drag me into this ditch. I'm going to say this very clearly. The Bible says you cannot have that lifestyle and get to heaven, period. So it says. Now you can, I can read it to you, but I don't have time today. I can, put it on, I can post it tomorrow if you'd like on the show. That's what it says. It says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. It says you cannot enter the kingdom of God with this behavior. Now, we've been basically taught now by mainstream churches and pastors from the pulpit who want to preach nothing but prosperity. It doesn't make any difference what your lifestyle is. It does. Now, I'm a little different as far as how I view all of this stuff because I realize some of these kids were chemically castrated in, the, in vitro, in utero, excuse me, when they were their mother's womb through hormones and chemicals intentionally by the New World Order to demasculinize them. So I have a real strange opportunity here. I have a biology as a chemist to look at it from both sides, and I feel bad for these guys. Just because they have that desire doesn't mean they have to go out and fulfill that desire. Because, you know, homosexuality has been with us since the beginning. We saw that with Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, we don't know what the fallen angels or whatever these other entities did to that, those people in Sodom and Gomorrah. It could have been hormonal replacement. We don't know what they did. They could have been the same thing they're doing now. We don't know. But the reality is this. You know, the Bible says very clearly in Genesis, in chapter 6, that every thought was evil all the time. There are certain things we can do, certain things we shouldn't do, certain things we're supposed to do. And if we study the Word of God enough, we realize that there are certain behavioral patterns which are outside of those parameters that we're not supposed to be involved in. We just need to understand that and discipline ourselves that way. I'm not going to go any further with this because I'm going to go off into a ditch here and start saying things like, probably going to make a lot of people really mad. But the guys, here's the point is this. You know, we have to understand that the Word of God is our template, and we have to follow that. I appreciate you guys. It's been a wild show today. It's been a wild one. I love you, and I appreciate you. God bless you. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, guys. Thank you again for the continued support, and uh, please, and I know I say this every day, but please get this information out. You know I mean? Talk to people. Wake people up the best you can. I mean, it's time that everybody stands up and realizes what's happening. I mean, this is not a joke anymore. This is, again, like Dad just said with the Harrison Road. This is one of the biggest frauds ever perpetrated on the American populace in history. I mean, billionaires' net worth went up $2.2 trillion in four months. I mean, give me a break, guys. That's never happened before. This was all designed exactly from the beginning to do what they wanted. And the problem is, every, not everybody, but a large percentage of people fell 
right in line to it because of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And I always add on there, he's also given us a mindset of preparedness, as many of parables and Bible verses and books have discussed in detail. We stay prepared, we stay healthy, we stay ready, and when we have that of sound mind, we can see when somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes. And that's what's happened to a lot of people. They've been paralyzed by fear, so they don't actually see what has happened now. Please, wake up. Build your immune system. Keep vitamin C and D3 in your system on a regular basis. I take it every single day I hammer this stuff. I still take vitamin C all throughout the day. I can't, I can't afford to get sick. I'm too busy. I don't have time to sit at home for two or three days and be laid up. I don't have time. I'm the luxury of that. I'm trying to do everything I can to keep waking people up, to keep getting this information out there. Please, stand by your convictions and speak your mind with what's really going on. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Last day of the sale on the Ultimate Multiple Powder as product of the week. It's 10% off. That'll be changing tomorrow. And also, please be sure to vote for whatever you want to see win product of the week. It looks like the GHI Cleanse Vanilla is uh, winning pretty strong on Pride now, but there's still a bunch of other ones that are pretty close to it. So be sure to vote for what you want to see win. Healthmasters.com. Lots of specials still going on right now, including the thyroid support, the food bucket two-pack special, and multiple other things. So again, thank you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.